Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our Fearless Beer Review, then we get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've been listening to. That leads into the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there hundreds of miles away is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. Don't be an asshole or a jerk, whatever. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for the boring intro. No, Let's uh, get great. right into the Fearless Beer Review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go! I have a Blondale today. This is from uh, a Tucson brewery. So, I don't know, kind of local, kind of not. It's like I think Tucson's mm-hmm. like two hours away. Maybe an hour and a half. Far, huh? Yeah. Been there what once. am I saying? Where's some... Um, where, oh, it's Tempe. I'm thinking Tempe. Never mind. Yeah, Tempe, Tucson. Continue. Who knows? It's all the same. It's all thing. the same. It's all dirt. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the brewery's called Barrio Brewing Company. Um, this is their Blondale. I guess this is pretty. People like this. It's it's won awards, so that's that's something. But um, I, I guess I've never had this before. I don't, I don't think I have. But it's like five percent. You know, easy easy drinker here. Pretty average, on the on the hot days out in the Arizona sun. We're getting there. We're getting what, there. It's like it's probably like 100 degrees out today, right? No, it's. I think it's hotter where you are than it is out here. I think. I think Mike said it was like 89 the other day, and it was like 80 yeah. or mid, low to mid 80s. Okay, that's not bad. Not bad for you guys. Nah, not at all. Perfect. Not at all. All right. So you got a lager. Uh, I have. Um, I don't know if I've had this before, but this comes from the brewery Firestone, Firestone Walker, which we've actually been to, you and I have. Yes. Uh, pretty cool brewery up in uh, Northern California. I guess it's Northern California, right? It's not Central, whatever. It's all the same. It's California. Um, this is part of their Mine Haze series. Uh, it's called Citrus Cyclone IPA. It's a uh, cit- has citrus hops and real tangerine inside of it. It is a hazy IPA. And I poured it out, and it pours out a very nice color. Very, very nice color. Not like orange juice color, but a nice uh, a nice hazy IPA. It's 6.2 ABV, and um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if I've had it. But Firestone generally put out really good beer. Like, good to really good beers. Even 805, as basic as it is, it's still a pretty good beer. 805 is so. good. I mean, we were spoiled because we had 805 you know, direct. Direct yeah. from the fucking... Vat or whatever it is, so it's pretty good. The vat, <laughs> the kegs, yeah. <laughs> They've skipped the keg process. It's straight, straight from the straight boil from the to, to our mouths. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm I'm ready to start uh, to start drinking because we got we got quite the episode ahead of we us. Do. We so do. Uh, so let's get going. Here we go. Here we go. What's oh, good? Okay, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, good. pretty good. What do you got on your um, on your lager? And then uh, what are you going to rate it based off of our world-famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what do you got? Go. So according to their website, they say that they're Arizona's oldest brewery, and they've been around since 91. And uh, I mean, that, that kind of makes sense because... From what people tell me that grew up in this area, there was nothing out. There was even more dirt than there is now. There's still a lot of <laughs> fucking dirt out here. But it's also 100% employee owned, which I think is kind of cool, right? You get a job there and it's like, hey, here's some here's some stocks. And it incentivizes you to do mm-hmm. better at your job, be better at your job. Um, but it's good. This is this is solid. It's it's crisp. It's crisp. So you're crisp. getting like very very kind of like a light malty flavor hmm. um but it's it's also very it, it's a little bit thicker like a blue moon it, it, it's more reminiscent of blue moon than it is like a, a oh basic blonde ale that's what it's uh but it's good it's good i like it 
Not a lot of flavor to it. Not a lot of fanciness. Just a little bit of citrus, a little malt. Call it a day. Call it a day. All right. So what would you give it? You give it two. Solid two. Solid two? Yeah. All right. Not bad. Um, my uh, my mind haze, the citrus cyclone. Um, this has a very floral taste to it, which normally I think would be gross. But in this instance, it's uh, it's just subtle enough to to get by, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty pretty good. Not really full that full bodied. I was I was expecting a little bit more there, but it goes down pretty smooth. Pretty tasty stuff. Um, I would give this. I give it a two. I give it. A, I give it a two. <laughs> just a solid two out of three because I, I don't think i'm ever really gonna oh outside of you know the 12 the 12 pack i got of the mix pack um i don't think i'll ever go back to this one no reason to but it it's still good solid stuff so two out of three for me uh did raul leave a uh review for yours no no yeah same here I'm, i was kind of surprised too because it's pretty readily available here in in southern Cal- in orange county so i don't know Whatever. No Raul today, unfortunately. Bummer. So, dude's slagging. What's going on? I know, dude. He's I don't know his drinking game. He must still be in, in Puerto Rican jail or wherever he is. Where is he? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was Puerto I mean, I think it was like Dominican Republic, maybe. Okay, that was But it also very right. could have all been Puerto Rico. <laughs> but I don't think it was Puerto Rico. Okay. But it could have been Puerto Rico. Who knows at this point? But I don't think it was Puerto Rico. I wish he would uh, call us and call us again and leave us a voicemail, but uh, he hasn't. Did done. he? Oh no, he didn't leave us a voicemail. He. What did he do? He sent, he us, sent a us a DM message or something, right? somehow. Yeah, I, I think he sent a, a message on Beer Advocate, didn't he? Maybe I'm gonna check in with him again. Yeah, see how he's doing. I'm yeah. worried about him. We haven't talked about him in a while. So, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to the vinyl stuff. Stuff we've uh, been listening to a lot. Stuff we got recently. So, uh, what do you got, Jeff? Extra, Go. extra curricular. Uh, <laughs> Skrillex, Skrillex. Man, I, I, so I, I, I don't know, I guess we can go over it now, but I, I got Skrillex from you in a trade, um, a super solid trade. All parties very, very happy with the outcome of the Agreed. trade. So, I'm like the first Agreed. time when you robbed me. This one was a good trade. <laughs> it was solid. I actually listened to that Turnstile record this week too. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I, did. I, I did watch. I did watch a little bit of that that Coachella set with Skrillex and then two other people I've never heard of until yesterday. And yeah. it was just like, man, I I don't know. I don't know. Boring. Yeah. I don't but, know, Jerry. But everybody was way more into it than they were Blink, so that was also very very obnoxious, and I didn't not like that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but this is this is uh, what this, I already said. This is Skrillex. What is weird? Skrillex. What is weird? This is Skrillex, and it's just his his EP, right? Scary Monsters. Yeah, first this EP. Is, this is what most people know him for: is Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. I feel like most people know him early on because of this, and then oh, it just became sure. like a a uh, a household name. But this is uh, it. Still has yeah. a bunch of songs on there. It's still like fucking I don't know, like forty minutes long for this EP. It is pretty long. And the song that I chose is uh, "With You." I think I chose "With You, Friends." Yeah, it's like yeah. the worst song on the on the Dude, EP too. That's like, <laughs> it's the, like best the worst song one. on the EP. That <laughs> song was so fucking good. It's like six and a half minutes. It builds so nicely. That was like 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 Kevin and I were obsessed with that song for so fucking long. This just, one really? Yeah, just love uh. how the song builds. Love how it just goes from just fucking just like ambient noise to just one of the best grooves on the album. It is so damn good. I mean, the whole EP is good, but I have, man, this is really the weakest, the weakest song on there. You're the fucking sure. weakest song on there for sure. <laughs> fucking guy. Great comeback. Yeah. This fucking gay. This fucking guy. Okay, whatever. So yeah, that, I got I got Skrillex. Very happy with it. Um, plays fine, honestly. A little bit of surface noise, but you only yeah. can tell when there's no music playing because when the music playing, yeah. it's so fucking loud that <laughs> it's it really fucking it. loud. <laughs> that that fucking drop and and scary scary monsters man there's nothing like it i mean i mean there is stuff like it but man just what he did with that song just change i think it changed music it really did change music there's it a, ushered in a different feel to to electronic music especially well it, it brought it brought kind of like rockers to electronic music it it, it allowed people mm-hmm. like you and me to enjoy tiesto Whereas, like, I would never fucking go 
to a Vegas party and watch Tiesto play. That's boring as fuck. Uh, would you still? Would you now? For Tiesto? Yeah. If he was playing, I'd watch a little bit just at a nostalgic sake. But <laughs> but like now rockers like you and I are going to go see like dubstep guys. We're going to go see Skrillex because this is kind of yeah. more in our wheelhouse. And so, yeah, he's, he's bridging he's bridging gaps there. And fun fact, you and I have seen Skrillex. That is true. Live with Korn. Pretty, that, was, pretty that, cool. was, that was a show. That was a fun show. Fun little fact, too. I've seen Skrillex in every form. I saw him with From First to Last. I saw him as a solo act at the House of Blues when he was playing his own pre-electronic you know, electronic stuff. And then I saw him, obviously, with Korn. Why? So cool. when did you see From First to Last? I saw them with, oh, fuck, who was it? It was with Atreyu at some point. Oh. They opened up for Atreyu. It was right before right before Wes Borland joined the band, so I didn't get to see Wes play bass with them. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw from first to last. Fun, fun, fun. I like th- there's this guy on Instagram um, <coughs> that I follow, kind of. Actually, I don't know if I follow him. He's just, Instagram knows I like his videos, so he always, he always shows me him. And he, he says, like, like DJs nowadays be putting anything before the drop. And he just put <laughs> I've anything. I've seen those, too. And honestly, they're all so good. <laughs> like every one he does, you think it's not going to work, and it fucking works wonderfully. <laughs> it really does. I, I come those videos pop up on my on TikTok as well, and uh, it makes me laugh every fucking time because it shouldn't make any sense at all. I, and I love every single oh. one that that happens. It's so good. Okay. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway. Next thing I got Moving here: on. UGK, two. Underground Kings. I got this from Vinyl Me Please, hip-hop group. They're from, uh, Southern hip-hop. They're from Texas. This is uh, this album came out in 92, Too Hard to Swallow. This is, uh, like, Outkast took a lot from these guys. Um, they they cite them as, as inspiration. I think this is just really, really good, like, dirty rap. There's a little bit mm-hmm. of jazz stuff thrown in there, kind of like Tribe Called Quest, but it's pretty straightforward, like, the gangster rap of the of the South, right? Like think like Ghetto Boys, type of thing. Um, but I like it a lot. I, I I I enjoy it. I like hearing the early stages of like Southern hip hop. And this is pretty. This is pretty damn early. I will say Southern hip hop is the thing that I just I have a real tough time getting into. I I don't I don't really I don't get it. Okay. I really okay. don't. Okay. Well, okay well, now well, 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 well. this this you uh, where did you get this from? Uh, vinyl, me please. Yeah. Okay. And is there is there like a TV show or a podcast we listen to that uses this as an instrumental? Like in, in it at any that, point? That that sample thing? Yeah, that sample. I think it's like there's a lot of other hip hop um things that use that bit, I guess. Okay, cuz I swear there there's something I, li- I I think it's a podcast I listen to and that sample is in every episode. So I instantly recognized it, but I never heard the song. The song was fine. It, it, the was it cramping my style? Cramping my style. It was fine. It, was it wasn't bad, but I don't think I'd ever go back to it. Okay, I mean it's okay. it, it's, okay. I, but now it's at least you can say like it's fun to hear kind of like the beginning stages of of where Outkast would would eventually take Southern hip hop. Yeah, and what is this? Ninety two or this is, is this? yeah, this is ninety two. Okay, well, anybody listening to the podcast right now, um, if you. One, you can go down into the description on, on this episode and you can actually link to the playlist with all these songs that we're going to be talking about. So if you want to listen along, you can go do that. And that's always fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that sample, that sample, that sample. That sample. I think that sample is, uh, I mean, just countless hip hop artists, but I think Gwen Stefani did it in her, in one of her songs. Hmm. Okay. Remember, I think we talked about it brief. I mentioned or something happened where we, we talked about it briefly. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember at all. But yeah, you where can probably go to like who sampled, and there'll be like hundreds of, of people. That, I think it's like it's, what's I don't the, know. What's the original sample from? Do you even know? It's I, I don't know. I I think it. Uh, <laughs> Is it going to make you upset that you don't know? Hold on. Ooh. I don't know about that, dude. Mm-hmm. Isley Brothers. It's Isley Isley, Isley oh, Brothers. Okay. Isley okay. Brothers. Isley Brothers. There you they go. sampled a lot. Okay, okay cool. Whatever. Um, UGK. UGK, cramping my style. Yeah. Anything else on that one? Nope, that's it. Last thing here. Um, I set my friends on fire. I, wrote, I ordered this in October of 2021. 
No way. Yeah. Where the it, fuck did you order this from? From this place called Acrobat Unstable. And huh. let me let me just start by saying that this band, I like this band because I I was introduced to them by Mike with a Y. Mm-hmm. He he was very, very much into this and we saw them play at Chain in like two thousand seven or two thousand eight or something, right when I started college and I went to the same college as him and Brian Moore. Um, but we saw them at Chain, and I was like, oh, they put on a really cool show. Very reminiscent of like early at the drive the way they gyrate and move around like that. Hmm. But uh, I, I do like this. I think it's nostalgic. I, I think the music is there, and this whole album is very much like this. There's a lot of really, really cool things in it. But, well, like, uh, you know, it's... it's Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, well, with, with, it's a little when shit. You compare it to, when you compare it to at the drive-in, just know that... It's the movements, I guess, because the music sounds nothing like at the drive-in. Um, yeah, the I was the way they move. Yeah, the way they move, not the music whatsoever. Because yeah, this is. I don't care for this at all. <laughs> it's but it's just like two guys, right? It's two guys. Yeah. One guy does does the, like the vocals and then writes the music, and the other guy just does everything else. Mm-hmm. And they, okay. like in the early iteration of this band. Um, but this album has a lot of different sounds. Like there's just there's like hip hop. They do um like I, I would like for you to listen to this whole album through and through and then just give me your thoughts on it. It's like thirty minutes. It's not it's, bad. It's like I think you're gonna fucking absolutely hate it, but I think you'll appreciate <laughs> the various kind of genres they dip their toes into. They do a cover of Crank That by Soldier Boy, which Ooh. is so fucking bad that it's like it's like, dude, I cannot stop listening. But it's well, even so even the bad. original song is like on writing that fine line of being bad. Woo. So, is that what I love the, the song. Woo. Yeah. No Superman, that hoe. Yeah. Damn. You should. Okay. I'm gonna put it on your on your to do list. On my to do uh, list. Yeah. I, I think I'm like ten deep that I have to listen to, which I, I, I will. All the pop punk stuff you can put on the on the back burner because the pop punk season's over, so who cares? But this I'm gonna put at the top because. Damn, dude! Some of this stuff is so fucking bad, but it's just you gotta you gotta respect it for trying. You gotta respect it for trying. But it's also a lot of nostalgia for you. I actually do really enjoy this, though. I think it's I think it's bad in a way that they know it's fucking bad. They don't care. It's it's like it's like Nittleshins, like like one of the first songs that we ever wrote. Like it's so fucking bad, but but we love it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Bitch is a bitch is a bitch is a bitch. But anyway, I I I um. Things That Rhyme With Orange is the song that I, I chose. All right, so let's play a little bit of that from uh, I Set My Friends On Fire. The song. I'm just laughing this whole time, man. There's the song, Things That Rhyme With Orange. <laughs> that was so good. 
This came out. This came out 2008, right? So this is this, yeah. is this is their first album. This is right up, kind of right after high school. So like this this whole scene was exploding. There were so many bands trying to incorporate oh, so many different genres into the pop punk realm. This was produced by fucking one of the guys from First to Last Two, the the no guitarist. Shit, okay. So I don't know. It's it's fun. It's fun. I I absolutely remember this album cover too. I I totally remember this. Right, the narwhal and the fucking pink tentacle yeah. things. Yeah, I totally remember that. And I, I'm I'm on their Spotify right now, and you go all the way to the bottom where their singles are, and they they're the. Did you ever watch the Smosh videos like early early YouTube? No, like the first year or two of YouTube, they were, they were like the guys. They were some of the first guys to do like viral videos. They were like a viral video channel, and they would make like skits and everything like that. And at the time, they were pretty funny, but looking back, like it's really kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but um, this band, so there, there was a, there was a video that they did called "Sex Ed Rocks," and it was like actually a really funny video. The song was actually pretty f- cool because it was so over the top. But it's this band who did the music for that video, and I had no idea till just now. Oh dang! Like you should go, you should go watch that. Anybody out there, go watch Smosh and watch the said the Sex Ed Rocks video. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but I remember thinking it was very funny back in the day. I'm gonna put but up yeah, my, go, go, my list. Yeah, go do that. It's 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 so stupid, but this is definitely a band too where they're just um, they're they're after the nostalgia. They they put out a song called Online Now or an EP. It looks like Online Now in 2020, and the cover of that is just the the Online Now MySpace thing, the green <laughs> and orange thing. It's just man, this is straight out of that era, 100. percent yeah, and then they put out a new song this year called "Pure Evil." Dang, you should, what a you band. should, yeah, definitely, definitely listen to this because <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's fun though. It's fun. Oh man, wait, are you sure they did uh, Soldier Boy or did they do Crank That? Yeah, because Crank That is that Soldier Boy. I thought that was yeah. um, <sighs> Ying Yang Twins or something like that. That's Soldier Boy. Oh, okay. All right. Um, anyway, do you have anything else on I uh, <laughs> Set My Friends on Fire? No. <laughs> Which is a cool band name, too, by the way. I, I do like that band name. Everything about this band is just so fucking goofy. <laughs> it is really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's move on to uh, My Vinyl Stuffs and uh, leads into the songs of the week. So if you didn't already know, we are doing uh, an At The Drive-In record this week. So you and I went down pretty deep omar rodriguez lopez hole uh, where we listen to a lot of extracurriculars of his and other band members so all my picks all my picks this week are omar related because i have the all all of what i'm talking about i have on vinyl and uh, i'm going to wrap it up with uh, a pretty good uh song of the week for me so let's start with um do you want to start with the worst thing that i hated the most or do you want to do your thing no no no, i want to hear what you hated the most I just Which don't. I, 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 I don't fucking get anti mask. I listened to it today. I, I went like, went to the gym today. I listened to anti mask today. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking get it. I don't like okay. it. I think it's boring. There were times of of that album too that reminded me of Ghost, the band Ghost, not vocally but hmm. musically. The way Ghost plays reminded me a lot of anti mask. Weird. I've never never made that connection before. It's because you love both those fucking. Mediocre bands. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a ton of nostalgia with Anti-Mask. A ton of it. Um, seeing them live, they were great live. They, they sound so much different live. And I think the the worst part of this record is the terrible, terrible production and terrible mix of it. It's just, it's just bad. Straight up bad. The songs, there are some weak parts, but overall the songs are pretty good. Um, Flea played bass on this on this entire record. Dave Elich, who played very for a very short time in the Mars Volta, uh, played drums on this as well. This is supposed to be the new At the Drive-In record, but they decided Jim Moore didn't want to do At the Drive-In at the time, so Omar and Cedric did Anti Mask, and uh, you get this self-titled record came out in uh, 2014. And um, yeah, man, I I enjoy it. I like the simplicity of it. It's not nothing crazy whatsoever it's very they're very just straightforward songs and i'm still waiting for the second anti-mask with travis barker on drums um so maybe one day we'll we'll get that record yeah. but yeah anti-mask i 
I like it, so that's all that matters. Only my opinion matters. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's your that's uh, something? <laughs> what's your next hated song? Uh, so everything else I think was great. Great. Oh, okay. So you and, just hated that one? Yeah, I just I I don't I just don't like that fucking band at all. I think they're milk toast. Um, but the milk other one, toast. the the half kleptos, that would be the next one, and that's just because, I mean, obviously Finger Jab and Francis are so damn great. Yeah. So what 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 did you okay so yeah Omar's eleventh uh, studio record uh, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly but Crypt, Cryptomnesia uh, this came out in 2009 it was recorded mostly in 2006 during the Amputecture uh, era and the lineup of this band was Omar Cedric Zach Hill and Jonathan Hitchkey from um, fucking Hella. So that's why the drums are fucking insane because Zach Hill's a crazy drummer, and yeah. then Mars, uh, no Money Mark played keys, and I forgot there was one other guy, but I forgot who played on it. But anyway, yeah, this is this was essentially the follow up to Bedlam and Goliath. Um, this is the the kind of for, the forgotten Mars Volta record um, because so many people bitched about Octahedron and people hated that record, fans hated that record. So like, well, here's this. This is this was supposed to be Mars Volta. It just doesn't have. Thomas Pridgen, Ike, or Marcel on it. So, yeah, I don't know. What did you think of this one? Right, so I didn't listen this to this album. I listened to a lot of Omar albums and a lot of extracurriculars. I didn't listen to this album, but I did put on my list to listen to tomorrow because that's what, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, this just sounds like the Mars Volta, but like that awesome, heavy, like big bedlam sound. And, yeah. and that's what I liked about it. It's yeah. I I think it's I think it's a solid record. It's I think it's more wild than um, Bedlam. It's not as like commercial commercially uh, acceptable as as Bedlam. Bedlam. It, it's this record is just kind of off the wall. It's crazy weird. And uh, but I, I really dig it. Um, there's some like I don't know some moments that I think are kind of lame, but that goes that goes with Bedlam as well. But uh, yeah, no Cryptomnesia. It's a it's a solid forgotten Mars Volta record. So do you have this? Go check it out. Yeah, I got it on vinyl. I got it like really early on when we started collecting. It was at the time it was like forty bucks. I was able to get it for forty bucks. How much is it now? I think it's like seventy or something like that. Cool. So it hasn't been marked up (laughs) too crazy, but I don't know. When it comes to Omar solo records at this point, I'm holding off on buying anything else because I'm just waiting for Clouds Hill to drop a bunch of stuff. And so, yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm holding off. Okay. So um, this next one is from DeFacto, the obscure dub band that Omar and Cedric and Ike from the Mars Volta were in. Or they had, you know, during the at the drive in days, post at the drive in. And then essentially DeFacto became the Mars Volta. Um, this is their I have their first record, Megaton Shot Blast from 2001. And I mean, you know, this record is, this record is incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, th- this is my favorite, uh, de facto song. And just that opening, that that the opening thing is just so iconic. Brings back a mm-hmm. lot of memories just from listening to it for so many, so often. It's great. Yeah, it really is. Cause it, that it's, the song is finger trap and, um, yeah, that, that, that main synth thing. It's like something out of like a Game Boy game or like a, a Nintendo game or something. It's, it's very r- retro in that sense. And um, I mean, this record is just so crazy because they didn't, it says on the CD cover and on the, the album as well. Cause I had the CD back then too, but it says that every, there's no actual sampling on this entire record. Everything you hear is an actual instrument. So they didn't use any sampling on it. And you listen to it and you're like, how the fuck, are, are some of this stuff how is this some of this stuff actually intru- instruments there's no guitar on it which is even more wild when you think about it we love that it's, fucking it, melodica that, that, that oh, blow into the it. keyboard like I, I would like to get one of those just to fuck around with they're only like 20 bucks <laughs> they're but, so cheap know. they're so cheap but uh, yeah no this is a it's a great record great band and um did you did you watch that long beach show that they did with john frusciante oh i forgot Ah, that so one. good yeah he played guitar he pretty much improvised the entire set on guitar and uh it's really really fucking cool omar's just like chilling on the bass cedric's playing drums it's a cool performance 
That's how they met, right? Was a de facto show. I believe so, yeah. Like, for, yeah. like somebody told Frusciante to go check this band out, and he loved them, and then that's how he, that's how they connected. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Pretty sure. Oh, and and also this the show that Frusciante plays, they're not even playing at a venue. They're playing like outside, on like a um, not a pier, but like in a in a on a dock almost. Like just people are walking by. There's nobody really there. They're just kind of like almost like they're busking. It's really really weird. <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's such a cool performance. Go look it up. I think it's like a thirty minute performance, and uh, but it's super cool, super super cool. So I got one more thing. This is my pick of the week. Uh, picked this picked this one up on Saturday on Record Store Day, which we'll get into in a bit. But um, picked up the Francis the Mute single from the Mars Volta. They repressed this one, and um, yeah, I, I pick. I had to go to two different stores, found it. Totally stoked on it. This uh, this song, Francis the Mute, isn't on the actual record. It should have been on the record. I think it should have been between The Widow and Miranda, but, you know, what do I what do I know? And the B-side is The Widow Live, which, God, that's so lame. But yeah. I, it's, whatever. Dude, it's, it's like, I don't want to say it's unlistenable, but it's not even a good live version of it. I, mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I think it sounds like shit. Yeah, I... I don't think I'll ever listen to that B-side again. <laughs> I'll, and, and luckily, the song Francis the Mute, even when you take out the um, the four minutes and 30 seconds of just noise. Chimes at and the beginning, clicks and whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> it's still like an eight-minute song, which yeah. is super cool. It's a really, really good song. Very, very good song. Um, and I like the new artwork on this one, too. Storm, Storm Thurgerson also did the artwork for this record, which is really cool. They brought him back. So it's special for this particular single. They didn't use the original Francis the Mute's uh, single artwork. So I like that a lot. And um stoked on him. Stoked to have it. And uh, it fits right in my Mars Volta box set. So that's even perfect, too. That's even better. Is that we're going to store then, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's already okay. in there. And a lot of people... Because remember, like, when the when the box set came out, everybody was bitching because Johan, the idiot Johan, said that all the records are going to be 180 grams. Yeah. And they weren't. They were, like, 140 grams or something like that. Mm-hmm. So everybody's saying now these th- these are the missing grams and that's why it fits inside the box set. These are the missing grams. <laughs> the missing gr- we finally got the missing grams. God, that fucking guy. <laughs> he's the that worst. fucking guy. <laughs> he's such an ass. He is. He's the fucking worst. Oh man. But whatever. Whatever. So yeah, Francis the Mute, the single. Um I'll play a little bit of the song. I'm going to cut out all of the uh the junk. So here it is from the Mars Voltas.
Francis the Mute, the song from the Mars Volta. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, All right. good stuff. I bought the same thing on Record Store Day. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got it saved at your, oh, your store. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Well, I know you I, got it. Okay, yeah. I, 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 bought I, it on, okay. I bought it on Record Store Day, and... Uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I listened to the the, the live version <laughs> once because I'll probably also never go back to it. Um, but yeah, oh, I, I do like the artwork too. The artwork's got like that plague doctor fucking costume thing going on, and mm-hmm. it's eerie and like the colors scheme is is cool. I, I I think it's fucking great, and it was like eighteen bucks. It's not too bad. Nah, no, mine was so, twenty, but that's fine. It was twenty. Yeah, fucking California, dude. It was seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, mine was nineteen ninety nine. Dumb. Damn. Fucking dumb. Two dollar upcharge. Uh, for no reason. For literally no reason. Here's to you, California. Beige little boxes in a row, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. God damn. <laughs> so dumb. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that song so much. So oh boy. Alright, so that's it for the vinyls. That's all I got for the vinyls. Um Let's move on to some uh, new music that's been released this week. We're also going to touch upon a couple things that happened in the music world. So um, do you want to play any of these songs? Let's see. No, no, no. Play Dan- Actually, I really, really like Dane's song. Okay, we'll play that one. That, that's the only one I wanted to play. So, uh, so let's start with some new albums that came out this week. The Smashing Pumpkins put out the third act of their autumn album, uh, so now it's out completely. They're going to start shipping out the vinyl, I think, next week. And uh, yeah, so check out the new Smashing Pumpkins, all three acts, 33 fucking songs. And um, just enjoy. The Mars Volta, once again, they uh, they put out a reimagined version of their last record, their self-titled record. It's called Que Dios Te Maldiga Mi Corazón. Is that, how, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I have no idea uh, what that. What, what does that? What does that say? What does that mean? I don't speak Spanish. You speak way more Spanish than me. Don't act like you don't. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I haven't listened to it. I keep meaning to, but I want to listen to it with headphones on. And I just haven't had time. But a lot of people are saying it's really good, and uh, so I'm excited for it. And then I'll eventually buy it on vinyl sometime this week. I'm sure. So, uh, this last thing here. Did you wait? Did you listen to the Mars Volta record? No. Okay. And I know, no. sure as shit, you didn't listen to the Smashing Pumpkins. No. Yeah. No. So, I uh, also the last... have not got a, a thing about my box set, so I guess I did not order the Smashing Pumpkins box set. Yeah, you did not. You did not. You got lucky. I swear I, guess, I did, right? though. I, I swear. I fucking oh, swear so I did. Funny. But I'm glad I didn't. It'd be so funny if they charged you and then and never shipped sent it. it. Or, or no, no, just if they, they shipped it and they charged you when they shipped it. Just that so you would so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just give it to me for free. Um, okay. And uh, the last thing here comes from Atreyu. They put out a new EP called The Hope of a Spark. <sighs> I love this band, or I like their old music, and this, this EP sucks, man. It just... God, just making the most commercial soundy music you could possibly do it's just not even good like it's not even good like pop rock music it's just bad <laughs> bad 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 i don't like it you didn't did you listen to it no no yeah. i i no i have zero fucking interest in listening to this i just put myself through torture listening to all Man. the new atreyu songs since alex left the band you hate every single fired. one every single fucking thing that comes out you hate it and then you still listen to it over and over again <laughs> You probably buy the vinyl. No, I I, ne- buy two I never go back to the once I listen to them, I never go back to them. I just want to bitch about them because it fucking suck. Like this band has so they're so they're so good. Like they really are really fucking good. And then they put out this trash. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh some new songs. A band called Better Lovers put out a new song called Thirty Under Thirteen. I have no idea what this is, but I thought this song was fucking great. This is guys from Dillinger Escape Plan, Every Time I Die, just like a fucking hodgepodge of hard rockers. But yeah, the song was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I was I was very pleasantly surprised by this. I would I would if the full length sounds anything like this, I would for sure get this on vinyl. For sure. I, I think it's the singer from Dillinger and then 
one guy's from another band, and then two or three of the guys from Every Time I Die. Okay, got it. I this is yeah. There was man, it's it's aggressive. It's heavy. It's yeah, it was good. It is. It, it hits all the right spots. It really, really does. And anybody listening to the podcast at this point, like I said before, go down into the description of this episode. You can find a link to the playlist. Listen to our vinyl stuffs, and then also all these new songs. So you can listen along. Um, next song comes from Foo Fighters. To put out a new song called Rescued, first song since Taylor Hawkins' death. Uh, they haven't said who plays drums. It's I think it's either Dave Grohl or uh, Josh Freeze. But uh, I thought it was a it was a good song. It wasn't anything insane. There were some really cool drum parts, so that led me to believe it could be Dave Grohl. And um, I don't know. I, just, I thought it, I thought it was good. I, the song's fine. Whatever. I don't care. But like I was listening more for like the drums to see if, if I could pick up on who was playing the drums. And I just I, like I don't know everything get Dave Grohl has done, but I don't hear him do that hi hat thing often, if ever. And that's that's the only reason I think it's not Dave Grohl playing the drums. And so it would make sense too sneaking a little song out there with a drummer, not saying who it is, and they go, oh, by the way, this is their fucking drummer. Here's a new album because yeah. you can already pre order that shit too. So I I I agree. It, the hi-hat work is what throws me off because it doesn't really sound like Dave Grohl. It, it doesn't really sound like Josh Freeze unless he's playing with like Sting, maybe Devo. But otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't sound like what Josh Freeze would normally play with a band like this. So yeah. it really, really threw me off, but I still think it's Dave Grohl because there's something still a little bit quirky about it, which Josh Freeze doesn't do too often, but it's something more that Dave Grohl does playing drums. There's something quirky about the playing. So that's what makes me think it's him, but who knows? It could be somebody completely, uh, somebody completely different. The fuck do I know? The fuck do we know? I don't know. But don't uh, know. bleeding through your your guys in bleeding through. They put out a new <laughs> song called Wartime. It was fine. Eh, it was fine. I liked it. Not, I thought it was good. <laughs> You're the worst. It sounded <laughs> a little different than than half of the shit that we had to listen to that whole fucking week. Did it sound a little bit different? Well. Still four and a half minutes, so it was good. I I enjoyed it. I I'm I'm curious if they're ever gonna put out a full length with the last three songs and then this one. I, it's it's a weird time for the band, but I don't know. I dig it. I like bleeding through. Go check it out. Um, this uh, this next one is comes from the Used. They put out a new a new song called Numb. I don't know who produced this one, but it does sound like John Feldman. I tried looking it up, but there's nothing. About who did it this song is just bad it's it just sounds like it was put together in pro tools and nothing flows at all no transitions it's just a shit fucking song it, it sounds it. like it sounds like a guy who who's in a, a more aggressive like like punk or punk band and decided to dip his hands like you said into pro tools hey let me just see if i can put some vocals to a bunch of like like synthesized instruments yeah, and at first I was like, "It's not bad." Like I kind of, I kind of dig it, but then like it kept, it kept like, like teasing a drop. It kept teasing, like a cool bridge, and just like nothing ever happened. It didn't really go anywhere. It was just, yeah, I know, right? It it's it was so I couldn't believe how bland of a song it was. And man, the talk about just boring drums. Like so many bands nowadays are playing drums like this, where there's no. It doesn't seem like there's any creativity. They're just everybody's phoning it in like when modern rock music every fucking drummer is phoning it in in their performance and the drum tones like drum tones nowadays are just horrendous they're they're fucking awful and we need to we need to start a movement to bring back the piccolo snare we we, we need it it's oh my we God. just need fucking drummers we need people that just you don't have to be yeah, good at the true. drums you just have to be inventive you have to be fearless yeah, creative and inventive that's what I want like, in a drummer. This makes me like Lars Ulrich. Even though he's a shit drummer, at least he's creative. Like, yeah, maybe he can't really keep up and yeah. he's, you know, always playing catch up, but took him forty damn, years, but yeah, he's he's doing <laughs> he's some creative stuff. at least. He's doing something. <laughs> God damn, dude. It's just I couldn't believe just this is like if you were to run a thing through like AI and say the used, like make a use make a song from the used this is what an AI would spit out, would be yeah. this song. It's just so dull and boring. <laughs> Ugh, disgusting. Hate it. 
anyway, let's move on to something cool. So our uh, fr- uh, friend of the pod, good friend of the pod, Dane, uh, his band Dane and the Death Machine put out a new song called Lullaby. And uh, Wes, who plays guitar in the band, um, songwriter as well in the band, uh, sang lead vocals on this song. It's called Lullaby. So I know they're putting out, I know he's putting out a new record sometime in the next couple months. And I'm sure we'll have him on the pod again, talk about that because it's always a good time. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to play this song, Lullaby, from Dane and, the, Dane and the Death Machine with Wes on vocal, lead vocals and uh, the guitar. So here we go, Lullaby. Actually, do you want to play the whole song? Cool. Or do you just want to, do you want to play a, a bit of it? I mean, like, can you just input it later? I could do that, yeah. Wouldn't that just be easier? I mean, you, like, you can play the whole song because I think we have unlimited permission to do so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I could always just put it in later. Yeah, and then I don't know, forewarn people that you're going to play the whole whole song if they want to. If they hate it, they can skip it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll I'll just set that up right now. All right. So I'm just going to play the full song, uh, Lullaby. So um, enjoy it. Okay. There it is, Lullaby from Dane and the Death Machine, with Wes on lead vocals and on guitar. And uh, I thought this was a killer song, man. I'm I'm stoked for the new release. Um, I've really enjoyed Dane's last two records. They've been pretty killer. So this, uh, like musically, this this may be like I mean, just because it's new and we get our Dane goggles on probably all the time. Um, <laughs> but musically, this is like the coolest thing I think he's ever done. This is this is this sounds so amazing. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It makes it really sense is. that that the vocals are West because I was like, "What the hell? This sounds way different." Like, how? Why does he sound like this? So that was a little jarring, um, mm-hmm. but damn, dude, musically, whew, that was solid. That was pretty, pretty good. It was. It was pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So go check them out. Go support uh, local music, small artists, um, because they they deserve it. You know, they will get a vinyl and pressing. Just press fucking like five of them, dude. I know. Pay for it. Good God. <laughs> Whatever it costs you to make, add ten percent. I'll pay for it. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm. I would. I agree with you. I would pay for it. So, go check out Dane and the Death Machine. He has uh, quite a few records on Spotify and Apple Apple Music, and um, he's a good guy. Really, really good guy. So, let's move on to uh, some other happenings in the music world. Blink One Eighty Two played the second weekend of Coachella. They closed out Sunday night, essentially um, taking over Frank Ocean spot because. Frank Ocean um, was so terrible last Sunday <laughs> and he he got so much hate for his performance because he came out of like like retirement or some shit like that. I don't really know much about Frank Ocean except his music was really shitty. Wow. Um, and it got panned pretty bad, he, his performance last week. So he dropped out of this weekend and Blink took he's over. Bailed. And yeah, he's fucking like, I'm not coming. Pretty dick move. Pretty dick move. But yeah, if you're not going to put in the effort, I mean, whatever. But it's such a douche. Yeah, like you're given so many opportunities and you fucking do it because you 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 just God, what a bitch, man! People love fucking fucking Frank Ocean, though. My God, people love Frank Ocean. Yeah, and and all of his records are bootlegged, or most of them are. I mean, like most of them are. Yeah, like like OGs are. That's that's like a car payment. But even like his bootlegs are still (laughs) like fucking sixty to one hundred twenty dollars. I know it's stupid. It is. Ugh, God, he's not even good. Like, whatever. Blink, happier times. Let's talk about happier things. Yes. Blink played the second weekend of Coachella. Pretty much the identical set list outside of they removed Don't Leave Me and Dysentery Gary. They added Stay Together for the Kids and was it Family Reunion? No. No, they, they removed Dumpweed and Don't Leave Me and they added Stay Together and Always. No, they played Dumpweed. They played no, Dumpweed. They, they played Dysentery Gary. No, they didn't. They played Dumpweed. Wait, I'm pretty sure they, they yeah they played dysentery Gary after oh, what's my right. yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right, you're right. they removed right, dumpweed right. don't leave me and then added stay together always which I'm fine with yeah. stay together was so fucking bad it was really bad <laughs> like Mark I love you dude but that was so bad and I think he realized how bad it sounded as he was doing it because he was holding the mic with two hands and kind of like singing it like a normal singer would sing who can actually yeah. sing. But then it sounded like shit, so he transitioned to like kind of like hiding behind the mic and doing like things on stage. Um, but whatever. The biggest takeaway for me was just how good like Tom looked, how comfortable he looked on stage, how happy he mm-hmm. looked. 
the gay jokes yeah. don't really hit as hard anymore as they did back in the day. So they were a little bit kind of like, eh, I don't want to say cringy, but yeah, eh, they, they're not quite they hit the wrong audience. But overall, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the right, right place. Overall, he fucking looks so much more comfortable. He looked like he was having a fantastic time. And he played really, overall, he played really well. I mean, there were obviously fuck ups because he always fucks up. He's not a great guitar player. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But I mean, overall, it, it was one of the better performances he's he's done in during. I honestly, in a long, since, long, long time since probably the um the uh un, the self titled tour back in yeah. 03. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the neighborhood stuff that he did, oh, he was it was horrendous. Like not just his vocals, but the, the his guitar playing. But I think I think some of it is due to the guitar he's playing now because that, he's playing a Fender, a custom Fender that he has. And the the tone from that is leaps and bounds better than that Gibson, because that Gibson was was too crunch. I think maybe it's just too crunchy for him. And I don't know, man. His, I think his I think his tone is is great now with this with this Fender Starcaster. It's good. But I think I, I think too like like when neighborhoods hit Tom. I mean with with Angels and Airwaves, Tom likes to use a lot of chords, a lot of chords mm-hmm. up and down the neck. Whether or not they're they're like just straight major chords or just quirky things, I, I think neighborhoods he was he was really experimenting with those weird chords in a blink format, and so live yeah. Tom is kind of still getting used to have him playing those, but now mastering his own personal style and developing it to this point because he uses a lot of fucking chords in every power chord that he played, you could see like almost all four of his fingers were almost always involved in the normal power chords that he played. So yeah. he's adding things to these power chords. And I'm not a music major, so I don't know about these fifths or augmented sevenths that he's adding, but I could f- see with my eyeballs that he's adding all fingers to these power chords. And he just looked a lot more comfortable doing so. And he I also agree. likes to use that fucking pick slide a lot. Like, there was a lot, a lot last there night. There were a lot of pick slides. A <laughs> lot of so pick slides. much. Every song, at least <laughs> one or two. And they're always so short. Like, normally short pick slide is supposed to be, you know, go kind of almost halfway <laughs> up, you know? Yeah. fretboard but no it's just like it's almost like quick little things it's almost no like reason. he did it the first time he's like oh that was cool and just kept doing it over and over <laughs> which i was fine with because it's like hey man this is your stage let's hear it yeah and exactly. him and mark they they looked fine together i i think i think this time around it seemed like tom was riffing off of mark more than mark was riffing off of tom mark True. was almost like doing his own thing whereas tom was like trying to get him more involved um, mm-hmm. Which is which is I don't know it looked, it was cool Tom looked so comfortable he looked he looked he looked good man he looked good on stage yeah he's like he he dropped some weight like he looks like because Tam, Tammy and I watched it together and uh, and she had a blast she had so much fun and she's like Tom looks really good like he looks really young and yeah. she said Mark does too Mark Mark looks really healthy like she said Mark and Tom look really healthy and young but Travis yes. was like shit yeah because <laughs> he kind of did. Yeah, Travis. I, I mean, I don't know. I think I yeah. when you're sitting down like, in general, you, you kind of yeah, just your, your body compresses, right? Like you see models stand up and they're slim and skinny, but they sit down, they look like everybody else. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So Travis is sitting down, whatever. But yeah, dude, Mark, I mean, Mark almost fucking died of cancer. Looks fantastic. Crazy. Tom right? just looks happy and just like exuberant, right? That's what he. That, that that's what it was. Exuberant. Yeah, he was like smiling, like he, visibly he looked like, yeah, you're right. And going back to videos from like the Neighborhoods tour and even the, the festival cycles after the Neighborhoods tour, like he was drunk, like out of his fucking mind at every show. He never really smiled. He was there to just kind of like piss people. Like it just seemed like he was there to piss people off in the crowd. Antagonistic, yeah. Yeah, he was very antagonistic. And you could you could tell like Mark would always get really frustrated with him. And like, kind of roll his eyes at Tom during those concerts, those shows. But this time, it didn't. I mean, it didn't seem like that at all. But who knows? I mean, who knows what happens behind the scenes? But based off of these two performances, it looks like the band is they're they're onto something really cool, really good, and edging. Dude, I love Once it again, even man, more. It sounds so much better live. It's it's it crazy does. good live. Tammy said the same thing. She's like, I never really would have thought this was the same song. It sounds different. Like it sounds way, way better than the recorded version. I think they're just so. like they're having so much fun playing it. And I I I hope that's just like a like a man overboard, like some non album single and then they just blow yeah. our minds with something totally fucking different. But I don't know. That's Whatever what it is. For. We already pre ordered the vinyl, so I'm getting it anyway. 
Yeah, I look, we pre we pre ordered the vinyl in October, like October fifteenth. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's not not even any sort of announcement coming coming up. I don't think it's not even a new fucking song. <laughs> I know, not a new song since October. <laughs> Whatever though, they you know they did the same thing with the Untitled record, and look what we got with Untitled. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. Got delayed, 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 and then just kind of blew our mind blew everybody's minds but anyway anyway oh and two have you ever heard that that vin scully thing no i don't like no. vin scully but so he he was obviously he was announcing a, a dodgers game but he was he started this is like maybe 20 years ago he was going on about communism like <laughs> during like you know a lull in the game he was talking about communism and like how it doesn't work and then I don't and then he just stops, like kind of like almost mid sentence. He stops. He says, "Anyway, Owen two. And he just moves on. Like doesn't even like acknowledge, oh, like, like no transition from talking about how bad communism is back into the game. It was that, so, it's that's, just so stupid. That's a good announcer, though. I, I don't like Vince <laughs> Scully because of, of one isolated incident that happened to me oh, personally. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good announcer. Do you know Dana Scully? Because I've been watching so much X Files. Dana Scully's named after no X Files. Yeah, she's named after Vince Scully. I had no idea. And Vince Scully actually provides, there's an episode um, where an alien comes to Earth and then morphs, he can like shapeshift, so he shapeshifts into a black baseball player because he loves playing baseball, but he'll never sign oh, a contract because nobody will sign a black one. guy. Yeah, I remember And so therefore episode. he can just keep playing baseball and keep like ripping at it. But there's a, there's a part in there where like somebody's announcing and it's Vince Scully's voice and oh, like shit. Vince Clay was a fan of X Files, and and they're like, well, we can't like plan a day. Let's just go to the let's just go to the stadium and see if he'll do it. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it real quick. Let's do it. And he just did it real quick. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah, so sick. uncredited. Just fucking didn't even get paid. Just did it real quick and called it a day. That's awesome. That's really cool. I still don't like him though. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. The great the greatest sports announcer of all time. Yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> you can't argue that though. You cannot argue that. Baseball-wise, he's, he's definitely up there, yeah. If not the greatest. He is. Come on. Anyway, 0-2. Oh um, that's, moving dude, on. That's, 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 that's a transition, dude. Well, that's I'm true, dude. From now on. <laughs> anyway, 0-2. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so good. It is really good. Because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, especially in this nothing. context. It means nothing. I love it. Um. Okay, so let's talk about, this is the last thing. Let's talk about Record Store Day really quick. Record Store Day 2023 just happened over the weekend. We each got the Francis the Mute single. Uh, I ended up missing on missing on something I wanted, but then I popped up in a store in North Carolina today, so I got it. Oh, that was Horse the Band. Nice. Yeah, Horse the Band, The Mechanical Hand, the first time it's ever been pressed. So this album by the band came out in 2005. Crazy, hardcore, weird. It's just, it's a bizarre, they're a weird band. Really, really weird band. But some of the most fun I've had at shows is seeing Horse the Band. They're so much fun. You and I saw them at uh, Bamboozle. Bamboozle, yeah, we saw them at Bamboozle. Mike and I saw them a couple years ago when they when they did that reunion show, the day after Christmas. And um, yeah, dude, they're they're just a rad band. But Record Store Day overall, really stupid. It's so corporate now. We were talking about it a little bit before the pod, but ah, dude, I don't know. Just I don't know. It's- Go. I I I I can't fucking stand it. I absolutely yeah. cannot stand it. I think it's predatory. I think the only people that are making good money are labels and like distributors. That is it. Yes. I think it's gross. I, I think I think things are rare because they they it, it's artificial, right? It, it's an artificially scarce item that we're going for. And like, who the fuck wants this stuff anyway? But we want it because they're telling us we want it. So I guess it's it's a good play on like american and and consumerism. I guess the world consumerism yeah. but it's just it's just fucking trash and then some of the, the bigger independent i put those in quotes independent record stores they're getting like hundreds of copies of things whereas like honestly small mom and pop shops like the one i work at aren't getting nearly as much and so it like it begs the question of why are you getting more fucking records than we are if if is it based on how much money this building makes? Is it based on how many employees we have? Like, why the fuck is for Zia Records getting exponentially more records than we do? 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It, it that should not be. And if anything, like it should be the other way around. It should be like the less money you make, the smaller your store is, the less employees you have. You should be getting more titles to boost business. The whole point of Record Store Day is essentially it's like Black Friday, right? But like yeah. for record stores, it's to help us like sell more records to get people more involved. But there's nothing about it that gets people more involved. It's just no. fucking scalpers, scalping pieces of shit that go out there and buy these fucking Taylor Swift albums and sell them for quadruple, quintuple the price. It's disgusting. It is. I've been trolling people on OfferUp uh, yesterday and today. Yeah, it's fucking so trash. Mad at me. I've just been offering all these Taylor Swift records because people are trying to sell it for $150, $250 for this demo, these demos from the last Taylor Swift record. And... Uh, I'm saying like 25 bucks because you're a scalper. Every single one of them respond to me saying, how am I a scalper? And then I have, and then I have like a copy and paste template that I just send to them. And like, you're a fucking asshole. And then, uh, and then some guy, some guy replied to me after I called him a scalper. He said, you know, go fuck yourself. And I just wrote pack, just rude. Like, just like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know why people get so offended. I mean, you are literally a scalper. That's what you're doing. Like, you're not, I don't know. I, I'm not going to get into it. It is. But. And that's, I mean, that's the name of the game and, and, and it, that's going to be inherent with any hobby. I get it. I, I just think that record store day as a company, as a, as an entity could do a better job at not making this like, like fucking a reverse black Friday. Somebody called this a reverse black Friday. Cause this is just like black Friday with inflated fucking prices. These records yeah. aren't even cheap. They're not even I know, like right? Cheap. They're fucking twenty dollars for a single. We bought the Mars Volta for stupid for one fucking song. We paid twenty dollars for. Like fuck off, fuck you. <laughs> I agree. Dumb. It's obnoxious. I but I did. I did. I went to two record stores on Saturday, and at each one of those stores, I saw a grown ass woman come out of the store crying. I imagine it's because they didn't have the Taylor Swift record, but yeah, I saw two grown ass women crying walking out of the stores. To on saturday and i thought wow this is just stupid this is just stupid and what's like what's like, like the where most... are you at in life where you're crying about not getting a record oh, i know it's that's dude it's fucking like free on like, spotify how old are you? who cares it's like it's like how old are you man are, are you four years old you got to be crying about this like i just I, none of these fucking uh, people care about you yeah it's like exactly. crying for your sports team losing the Super Bowl. Like these people don't give a shit about you. They're not paying your fucking mortgage or your rent. Get out of here. I know. I know. Like, like, like then, the grossest thing about Record Store Day is the fact that that it's up to the record stores themselves to build like that community base. Because at, at the store I work at, we have a lot of like super dope customers. Almost like probably ninety nine point nine percent of them. There's only I can think of like two people that I can't stand. But everyone else is super fucking dope. That's because we work hard at building those relationships. Not because Record Store Day drops a fucking Emerson, Lincoln Palmer picture disc again <laughs> that everybody wants. No, it's because we're building those relationships because people like us. And that's, yeah. that's irritating because now it's just like we're at the mercy of Record Store Day because if we don't participate, then we're missing out on all this money. And like that's fucking bullshit. It is. Yeah, I agree. And I just looked it up. So they this Taylor Swift demo record that they put out... Um, they pressed 75,000 copies of it. They sold it at $40 each. So within a day, Taylor Swift made $3 million just <laughs> on that vinyl record pressing. $3 million fucking dollars. Isn't that fucking insane? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I mean, obviously, you know, there's costs and everything. So she didn't technically make $3 million. No, but I mean, she'll probably still get a check for like fucking, I don't know. Probably, probably a million 200 200,000 200, I don't think she'll make a million you know, well no, but she owns all the rights to all these songs that's true that's true she has the mastering rights everything so she makes a lot more than most artists that's true so she's probably yeah you're right she's probably making a third yeah after so like, probably about a million costs. copies yep about a million dollars in less than a day for literally doing nothing <laughs> it's, and I mean it's like insanity. that's not that's not like why we're mad we're not just here to shit on no, like people no. for for making money and doing things that they love you know what i mean that's not that, that's not the point of it but i also don't think that the point of record store day is that i i i have to camp out the night fucking before what about people that work dude what about people that work for a living I that know, like yeah. that work late nights i can't camp out i can't even get there until noon the next day and you can't hold anything on record store day because you'll get banned from record store day you can't you can't do any of this stuff true very true Man, fuck record store. I hate that shit. I really wanted not to buy anything, but 
But then you yeah, have to. Yeah, get, some, yeah, get, yeah, cases. get the Mars Volta there though. Got to get the Mars Volta. Got to get Horse the Band. I don't think I, I should have bought Horse the Band. It has Birdo on it. Birdo's so good. Yeah, Birdo is a fucking incredible song. A thousand Exploding Suns, another fucking banger. I don't think I bought anything from last record store day though. I didn't. I think the last record store day record I bought was a Beastie Boys one, like two years oh, ago. Oh yeah, that that uh, some old bullshit. Yeah, that was the only one I. I think it was the last record store day. I think that was the last one I, I bought. Oh no, I bought Silver. Oh no, I bought Dream Widow. Goldfinger and Silverstein, last record store day. Okay. Well, see, Dream Widow, I bought off, I ended up buying off Discogs. I didn't buy it on that day. Which was a record store day release. It was, but. Yeah. Okay, fine. Then I take it back. I got Dream Widow as well. Yeah. Anyway, do we, do we have anything else on, on record store day? I can good? go on for. It's just the Grateful Dead alone, I can go on for fucking days because, I mean, like they, they continuously release, they call it Dick's Picks. And they continuously release live concert series of the Grateful Dead. They've been doing it for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is readily available. But no, they dropped something on Record Store Day. They priced 11000 of it and it's sold out everywhere for $130. But you can buy any, any, any dick pics and, you know, the three, four, five LPs. And that's, you know, $75, $85 and reasonable. Not sold out. That's all right, though. Whatever. Fuck them. Yeah, you, you didn't really want it that bad, so. I'd buy it. I mean, I would buy it on the secondary if it was 100, maybe 90. Okay. All right. Like a concert. One of their best, if not their best. It's yeah. the night before, like, Google, be- greatest, right now, Google greatest Grateful Dead concert of all time, and I guarantee you it'll be uh, May 8th, 1977. Okay, wait, let's hear. Greatest. Do it. Do it. Grateful live. Dead live show. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, it doesn't. We're gonna be the Rolling Stone list. Let's see here. Yeah, it's 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 May eighth, nineteen seventy seven. This this box set that came out for for Record Store Day was May May seventh, nineteen seventy seven. So the night before, what is widely accepted as like the greatest of all time. Uh, this one's not on. Okay. Okay, I see. I see what you... Okay. It's stupid, though. Grateful Dead are <laughs> dumb. But, like, they barely pressed 11,000. I know. I can't believe it sold out with, It sold out that quickly. Well, For a band that hasn't put out new music in fucking 30 years. I don't know anybody that likes the Grateful Dead. I don't even like the Do Grateful you, Dead. <laughs> I don't, you don't even like them. <laughs> Do you like any of the stuff they did in the 90s before Jerry died? Yeah, I think I think late '80s, early '90s, Grateful Dead was absolutely fantastic. That they were they were clean. They stopped smoking. They didn't drink as much. They were fucking just. They were on their game. I think it's absolutely okay. great. Totally different band than like the psychedelic era and like the jazz era, but uh, I think they were fantastic. All right, I'll take your word for it. Take your word for it. All right. Um, so thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, five stars only. And tell all your friends, stay tuned for the main episode because it's going to be a good one. And that's it. That's all. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.